What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 4040 Vision Podcast, the ultimate sports history pod where hindsight is 4040. I'm your host, Colette Abdallah, and I'm joined today by my good friend, Rod Hazar. So, as you know, LeBron James passed Kareem Abdul Jabbar as the all time leading scorer in NBA history earlier this month, and Rod was lucky enough to be in the building in Staples Center at the time. He joined me to talk about his experience, what it was like to be in the building, and we share some memories of LeBron from back in the day and make some predictions for his future. This was a really fun and nostalgic convo for the both of us, so let's jump right in. Rod, man, thank you for joining us on the the 4040 Vision podcast today to talk about LeBron and uh, him breaking the record and all that. How's everything going with you, man? What's up, Kyle? Pretty good, man. How you doing? Good, good, good. Ready to talk about a guy that uh, I used to really like. Maybe not so much uh, anymore, considering uh, the history with the Warriors, but we can get into it uh, a little bit later and all that. So, you know, you're one of the few people I know that were lucky enough to be in the building when LeBron broke the record. So I'm not going to ask you how much you paid for the tickets, but when did you buy these tickets? Did you do it when you knew he was going to break the record or when you thought he was going to break the record or did you do this ahead of time? Well, if if I had to... If I had to buy the tickets, I probably wouldn't have gone. <laughs> um, I actually, my cousin has season tickets, and uh, he had like four season ticket, four tickets, and uh, he sold two of his seats. And he knew I was a big fan, and he's also a big NBA guy, and so he had season tickets to the Lakers. And he said, "You know, I'm trying to go and see this, see this, uh, this game. Are you trying to go?" I'm like, oh, "Of course, man." And uh, so I basically, he said, all right, well, you cover parking and I'll cover the tickets. I mean, and so, so it actually worked out well. So, uh, but it, but it was a great experience for sure. Yeah, that's, that's a hell of a deal. I'll say <laughs> that because I mean, before the season I was, I was like, all right, let me do the math real quick. He's, you know, whatever X amount of points away accounting for some, some injuries, some games off load management. I was like, he's probably going to break the record. I was pretty close. I was like, either Milwaukee that Thursday or I was like, maybe he'd do it, you know, um, that Saturday against the Warriors, but he's probably going to want to do it at home. So I actually had that Milwaukee game circled, but what I didn't realize was that it was also the trade deadline. So I'm like, okay, once that happened, I was like, all right, he's probably not going to, you know, aim for that because all the hoopla around the trade deadline and he wants the, the headlines and all that. But, uh, tell me about the atmosphere in the building, man. What did it feel like being there? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, it, it felt like, I mean, you know, God, I'm a Kings fan, so we don't really, we don't really see a lot of success around these parts. And so going to a game, it usually means, it means nothing for me. So, uh, you know, going to a LeBron, you know, being the record potentially game, it felt like every shot he, he scored was like a, was like a championship. I mean, the atmosphere, and, and I wasn't the only one who felt that way. The atmosphere across the board was, was everybody was at the edge of their seat. I mean, it didn't matter where LeBron was with the ball. He could have been next to the basket or, you know, on the complete other side of the court. And, the, you know, everybody's yelling for him to shoot it. Uh, so it was just very, it was, it was, it was, it was full of energy. Uh, you know, everybody was just super excited and on edge to get it, get it done. It was actually pretty funny. One, you know, any time a Laker player would score, it was like almost bittersweet, like, yeah, you scored, but actually we would have preferred LeBron to score. Uh, so yeah, it was, felt like that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. But, I mean, I, I think the point where I actually got a little nervous, it, it got a little contentious a little bit. I don't know if you remember the part of the game. I think it was the second quarter, and uh, LeBron was, like, at the other end of the court, ready for a clear fast break, 
for for an easy basket. And I can't remember if it was a turnover or a rebound, but but Westbrook had the ball, and so he all he had to do was just leak it outlet for a fast break for LeBron to just get an easy two points. And I don't know from his angle how he was looking at the court, but that ball just completely went sideways, out of bounds. And then at that point, I mean, you just heard the booze rain, like the booze raining down. I was actually mm-hmm. like almost nervous, like, you know, all right, well, if it's going to be like that for LeBron, if you got guys like Westbrook throwing in the ball, then I don't know if he's going to break this record. But overall, though, man, the, the atmosphere was awesome. I mean, it was just, it was just, I, I actually asked my cousin who went, who I went with, because uh, he was able to go for the Kobe game when he scored, uh, well, for his last game when he scored 60. And I, I asked him, I was like, what atmosphere was better? And he was like, honestly, this LeBron, this LeBron game is like way better than that, that Kobe game for, for, for from an atmosphere standpoint, only because mm-hmm. nobody expected Kobe to, to score that much. It took when he had like 50 points when people really got excited here, you know, from the beginning, everybody was just excited because we all knew that he was going to, he was going to break the record. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, one is, is kind of bittersweet because it's the last time we we would see Kobe on a court. And then this one was just more of a, a celebration from start to finish of LeBron's career and all that he's achieved and all that. But you brought up the the interesting point about Westbrook. I've heard a lot of people talk about, it seemed like he was trying to make it about him and that he was upset because of the trade rumors and all that. And some of the other guys, it seemed like their energy was a little weird. Did you get a sense of that from your seat or was this something we just saw on TV? Um, I didn't, I didn't really get a sense of that, to be honest. Um, I mean, I, it it felt, if anything, I felt like the Lakers were trying to like be inclusive of everyone. So during the timeouts, they actually acknowledged. I don't know if they showed it on TV, but they actually like acknowledged Westbrook for for having like for being top ten in assists or something like that. And so like they had this whole presentation of him on the screen and congrats Westbrook and all that stuff for for hitting you know whatever record for for assists. And, you know, he got the praise, he got the praise from the fans. I mean, everybody was, was cheering him on and clapping and all that stuff. I mean, he didn't really embrace it a whole lot. I don't even know if he waved to the fans. He just kind of stood there a little casually. And then, uh, so like, I, 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 personally, I didn't get that impression. No, I, if anything, I thought everybody was, you know, I thought, I thought the team was, was in like decent spirits. I mean, I I think they all knew what was going to happen. So, you know, everybody was just like, you know, embracing it to happen just mm-hmm. like the fans were yeah i think they they knew that this it's almost like the result of the game didn't really matter i mean even though it does obviously in their their playoff hunt but it's it's much more important or it's a bigger moment the fact that he broke the record and all that so and then speaking of him breaking the record i mean it, it felt like from watching it on tv it was like somebody hit a game winner in a game seven or something <laughs> like that what, what was the energy like in the building when he hit that shot. And it was such a typical LeBron shot to was, hit. Too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you know, just going from the elbow to the other side and doing a fadeaway. And, I mean, I was I was surprised he didn't even look down at his at the ball when he shot it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the yeah, it was – yeah, everybody just got super excited when he scored. It honestly did feel like like a buzzer-beating, game-winner sort of shot, just, just, just the amount of momentum and anticipation around it. Yeah. And then the the on court ceremony and all that. I know it's it's pretty typical to happen in the NBA. I mean, t- tell me about that. How did it feel watching it and being in the building and seeing 
Kareem and all the hoopla and all that. So, so we have the same friends, Kyle. So, uh, I, you probably had the same conversation with with some of the guys that I did, but uh, you know, and, and which was a bunch of hate. You know, everybody was just hating on the fact that <laughs> they, they stopped the game and dedicated all this time for LeBron, you know, to 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 celebrate LeBron and the ceremony and all that. I don't know, man. I just thought that was all a bunch of BS. Like as far as just like the reaction that it got, like you you're literally watching the game for for this reason alone. Were you going to just let them continue this game against the Thunder that nobody cares about? You know, they're going to literally stop this game and and have a ceremony about it. So I loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, that's literally why I came there. I wanted I wanted them to make a moment out of this, and so but it was cool. I mean, it was so cool to see just like. Uh, just like him just standing there with I think the the, the, the mental shot that I that's going to stick with me forever is he shoots it off the elbow and then he runs to the other side of the court with his arms up and then he kind of just turns turns back you know turns his back to the crowd and he's kind of like kneeling down with his hands on his knees and then he kind of looks up and it's just you have like a sea of cameras just like surrounding him like at, at the front and the side and then there's like the sea of fans behind him with all their phones up just like just like taking a picture and you know really wanting to capture this amazing moment from one of the greatest players of all time I mean that to me was was the coolest moment of the whole of the whole night uh but it was also super cool to see his family come and embracing his family and then Kareem coming with Adam Silver and handing him the ball I mean like there was like celebrities in the crowd as well and they're and they were all super excited to, to to sort of see this moment. It was just general, genuinely, just like a really, really good time, and like it was really cool to just share it with with thousands of people at the, mm-hmm. at the arena. I'm sure it's it's the best vibes that have been in that building in a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's the only vibes that there's the only good vibes in the building that I have that, that that I can stomach and swallow. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, the funny you brought up the the hate that he got from a lot of people, which is just. It's ridiculous. It's just blind hate because this is the standard procedure. I mean, same thing happened when Steph Curry broke the the three record last year. They stopped the game. They had a little ceremony with the jerseys and Ray Allen and all that, Reggie Miller. And then even in, like cross sports, I think when Drew Brees, I forgot what record it was he broke. Maybe it was an all-time touchdown record. They stopped the game. They did a whole thing. So it's not unusual. It's just, you know, LeBron is the hate magnet and all that. I get it. It's easy. He's an easy target because of – you know some of the antics and stuff like that, but that's not a valid reason to hate him. Not yeah, for, for sure. Come on, guys, you're not. The Lakers are a terrible team. Thunder, they're they're a little bit more exciting with Shea, and and literally TNT just flexes game back in, in into their schedule. There's literally no reason why you're watching this game other than to watch LeBron beat the record. So so for anybody to get all frustrated about about the ceremony or, or stopping the game 15 seconds left in the quarter. Like you said, they're just trying to find a reason to hate. Exactly, exactly. So uh, we're both about around the same age, our, our mid-30s. So we kinda, we've kind of we grown up with LeBron. We've seen him from start to whenever his career, uh, whenever he decides to hang it up, maybe in a couple of years when Bronny's in the league or whatever. What are some of your, your first memories of LeBron? Was it in mm-hmm. high school? Was it in the NBA? What was it? Yeah, I, I think my first memories is probably pretty similar to a lot of folks. I mean, it was just... You know, coming out of high school, he started getting this buzz. He was on Sports Illustrated, and and he was getting interviews in the McDonald's game, and 
you know, Carmelo and, you know, just kind of just that whole buzz out of high school. So very similar to everybody else. Uh, that's how I first came across him. And, you know, I got to be honest, like in the beginning, I thought I, I, I was skeptical. I thought like, you know, with this amount of buzz, I don't know, Kyle, I don't know if we've ever seen anybody have this sort of buzz coming out of high school. I mean, I don't even think Kobe had this buzz. And it was just, it was, it was, it was, it was something unprecedented. So, you know, I kind of doubted it in the beginning. I kind of want to see what he can do. Um, and so, so, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my first impressions were, you know, they're trying to compare him to my favorite player, Michael Jordan, like, you know, no way in hell. I got to see how this guy's going to be. But yeah, to answer your question, very similar to probably you and everybody else who first came across LeBron. Yeah, I think if both of us we had that the, the same Sports Illustrated cover with him in the St. Vincent St. Mary's jersey, and then I remember they broadcasted his game on ESPN. Which I mean, nowadays it's not a big deal. They have college football, or high school football, high school basketball all the time on ESPN. But back then it was like this is a big deal. And then he had all the some of the controversy surrounding him with his mom getting a Hummer and all that. Oh yeah, that's but, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I do remember watching that. I think it was like my junior or senior year in high school. We got cable for the first time, so I was excited. <laughs> and uh, I remember watching that game, and you're right. I think maybe since LeBron, I think Zion might be the only guy that we can compare in terms of of hype. and even. But even he – I mean, he had his games on TV, and but I think his was more of a social media thing because people were just sending clips of him dunking all over people. But I don't think it was the same level – uh, LeBron like what do you think I mean, I agree like I, I don't think there's been any player after him who's had the same hype honestly though I do think the one player who has probably the closest hype to him is Wembenyama I mean just the way people are talking about him like this 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 kind of this this athletic beast just you know so tall he can he can dominate uh from both ends of the court not only can he dunk it he can shoot it well I mean that's kind of what they were saying about LeBron like this guy was this point forward who might as well have been a point guard and he can pretty much do everything short of shooting consistently. Well, Wembenyama can do everything. They're saying the same thing about Victor Wembenyama who can do almost everything. Uh, and he can shoot a little bit better than LeBron when LeBron was coming out. Granted, he might be coming out, coming in a little bit older. I actually don't know Wembenyama's age off the top of my head, but I mean, I agree. Like I, I, the, the sort of hype that came from LeBron is unprecedented, but I would say like the closest to that hype would probably be Wembenyama. For sure, for sure. I remember, I think the player comp that people made the most to Le for LeBron early on, you know, in high school and all that was Magic Johnson. Yep. They're like, this dude is six seven, six eight, incredible court vision, all that stuff. He can run like the wind. He's a freak athlete, all that stuff. So uh, I think maybe the Jordan comparisons came a little bit later, but I think even for now, the player that he probably reminds me the most of watching the highlights and all that is still Magic Johnson, the way that he's running the floor and seeing the court and sending all these dudes up. So, uh, but I mean, either way, he's still one of the all time greats, maybe the greatest, depending on, on who you ask. So was there any point over the last 20 years when you thought, you know, maybe he has a shot at the record because of his durability, his consistency, any of that? I mean, I gotta be honest. It wasn't until late. Uh, that I actually really thought about the record. I never even really thought about the record. Uh, it wasn't something that uh, that was top of mind. If anything, I was more so focused on hoping he'd get another championship. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess as he was creeping towards it, you know, I, just you know, fairly saying like you know maybe even last year, 
you know, when he was just started creeping towards it, I that's when I started thinking, okay, well, maybe he can do this. Yeah, I think for that's probably the case for most people, maybe like a crumb here and there in his early 30s. Like, you know, if he stays at this level for the next, you know, eight, nine years, he can he can hit that record. But it wasn't like, I don't think it was ever a goal. I think he said it himself that it wasn't something that he was shooting for. And I don't think it was something that people expected because, you know, for guys like him with, with his body type and the mileage that he has on his body, we're not expecting guys to, to keep playing at a high level in their late 30s unless they're big men. But even then, maybe now with the advances in technology and the way he takes care of his body and all that, uh, maybe yeah. it, it, it became more of a realistic possibility. It's crazy. It's crazy the sort of the degree or the level that he's at now. I mean, the last time, I mean, he scored 30 points. He averaged 30 points last year, but before that, I'm looking at it, he scored, he averaged 30 points the last time he did was in 2007. I mean, that's just nuts. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> like, like at 30, at 37, 38, however old he is, like, I'm, I'm a little bit younger than the guy. And I mean, I'm completely out of shape. I mean, granted, I didn't invest all that time into my body, but it's just nuts. It's just nuts. The sort of level uh, that he's playing at still. I think my observation from that is that he could have been scoring even more than he was because, you know, on this Lakers team, especially before the trade deadline, there wasn't many options besides him, especially with AD out. And so for the most of his career, it's almost like he was holding back and he's like, all right, I could score 30, 35 a game, but I'm going to, you know, throttle back so I can get the rest of these guys involved. Um, And I think the legacy or his legacy aside from, from the records and all that, I think the biggest thing that he's brought to the game was this, the investment in the, the time and the money that he puts into his body. I think that's becoming more and more the norm. I feel like it used to be, you know, with the obviously Larry Bird era was like, let's drink a couple of Bud Lights after the game, do some light stretching, maybe smoke a cigarette at halftime. And then slowly Shout that changed body. more and more. And then, yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? And then LeBron made it like, no, nah, I'm going to spend a cool million dollars a year on the hottest technology and cryotherapy and all that. And I think a lot of guys, they get they see that example and they're like, you know what, if I want to play even – you know, a fraction of the length that LeBron is, I'm going to have to keep up with, with that aspect off the court. Makes you wonder if, if, if MJ or like you said, Larry Bird or any of those greats, if they invested that much time into their body, crazy to see how, how their career could have gone. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't, I don't really like having, I mean, I'm a, I'm a sports historian. I love sports history, but I don't like to have cross uh, era comp- comparisons and conversations because it used to be back in the day, if you tore your ACL, your career might be done mm-hmm. or you're out for two, three years. Now it's like, you know, ACL, you're back in six, seven months or, you know, there's a, a laundry list of, of things that have improved that it just makes the comparisons kind of a, a, a dull effort, basically. So yeah. with LeBron, you know, getting close to 40, you know, and this Lakers season, I wouldn't say circling the drain. I think they made some changes. They might have uh, a shot at, at getting into the playoffs or at least the play in. What do you think is next for LeBron? Not just this year, but maybe let's project a couple years out. What do you think he's he does? Oh, that's tough. Uh, part of me, like, that tells me that he's going to stay with the Lakers until he retires, regardless of how the team goes. Um, but then, like, 50% of me also thinks that he might look at another team. And I know that's kind of a cop-out answer. I, I honestly, like, I'm at this point that I, that I don't know, like, like there's times where I look at LeBron and I watch him play 
and I just feel like he doesn't care to win anymore. It's weird. And then when I, but then there's times where I see, you know, I, I guess now like this year you're seeing him sitting at the end of the bench with his head hunched down. And listen, I love LeBron, but sometimes I just think some of the stuff he does is theatrics. And like, I just, I don't ever really know the, the, how genuine that is. So I, I'm going to lean on, I don't think he's going to win another championship just because I don't think he's going to leave LA. But again, a cop-out answer. I wouldn't be surprised, however, if the only way he'll win a championship is if he he has to leave the Lakers. Like, I, just whatever reason about the Lakers. And I, I'm a big Lakers hater. I'll admit it. But I'm also going to be honest, too. Like, I just – that management, I just don't see it. I just don't see them, you know, pulling off what they need to win another championship. They've also given up a ton load just to – keep LeBron happy for this year and the, the last couple of years. Um, so, I mean, what do they have to give to, to, to build their team up some, but uh, you know, I, I, I just, I just, I think he's going to probably have like four or five years left, which is impressive. Um, but I don't know how much he's going to accomplish during that time. He'll probably get some all-star games uh, for sure. Um, but I, I, I am not too optimistic about anything else. Mm. Like, but, yeah, but I, you're talking to a guy. Mm. Sorry, to cut you off. You're talking to a guy also who thought I'm, I'm not trying to twist the knife, but you're talking to somebody who also thought that he was screwed, uh, that he was not going to come back from three one in 2016. So I, what do I know? I don't know anything. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was that was a long time ago. That was still uh, early 30s, LeBron. So yeah. uh, I'm I'm with you. I I don't think uh, another title is in the cards unless something dramatic happens um, in LA. Maybe they ship out Anthony Davis and, and rebuild the team. And we know the Lakers can always get the top tier free agents. So who uh, would want Anthony you know. Davis? Honestly, that's the, that's the question, right? I guess that's what they have to figure out. That's yeah. what they get paid the big bucks for. But I, I, part of me wonders, like I know LeBron has been all about, you know, chasing MJ. He's talking about chasing ghosts, but he's also said, you know, on record after breaking this record was that, you know, I think I'm the greatest basketball player of all time. So, Part of me wonders, like, you said that is he just going to be, <laughs> yeah, right? So, like, is he going to be playing just just for the sake of playing, right? Is he just is he going to play just to to hit, you know, forty thousand points or something like that? I, I wonder if maybe he gets to play with his kid at some point and then hangs it up. I just I can't see him just playing just for the sake of playing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I mean, the, but let's face it, we're not going to call him the greatest player of all time if he if he if he stays at uh, if he doesn't get any more championships. I mean, they're going to look at how much Kobe got. They're going to look at how much MJ got. I mean, he's he's not – fairly enough, I don't think he's up against Kobe. I think more of the conversation is him and Jordan. I mean, and Jordan Jordan has more, more championships than him, and I think ultimately that's what people are going to look at. They're not going to look at any other sort of record. Like Kareem's record was great. That's a big-time feat that he accomplished – the amount of MVPs that he had, that's great. But, you know, everybody's in this sport to, to win a championship. And you've lost a few championships. So, so whereas your, 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 your comps, they didn't. They never lost a championship. At least Jordan never had. So that's just something that uh, – that's just ultimately what it's going to go down to. And I'm just not – I'm not confident that he's going to get that. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I think at this point in his career, I think it was Steph Curry that said it last year, the year before. He said, 
you know, I have nothing left to, I have nothing left to prove, but a lot left to accomplish. And I think mm-hmm. in the case of LeBron, I think his legacy is solidified. He's going to continue grabbing more and more of these, you know, stat records. Um, I don't see another championship or another MVP. I think an MVP is a, a young man's award uh, because of the, the load that it puts on your body. So uh, I do think, you know, whenever he does choose to hang it up, obviously he's going to be in that conversation of one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And I think that's enough, right? That's good enough, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. the guys lived up to the hype and more. I mean, how often, especially in, in that era, in the early 2000s, I mean, nobody else had their, their high school games uh, on TV. I, I don't remember any other high school athletes being on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and he's more than, than lived up to, to yeah, that. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, so before I let you go, you, you mentioned earlier you're a Kings fan. <laughs> the, the West has become a crazy arms race. Where do you see your Kings ending up with about, what, six, seven weeks left in the season? Oh, uh, again, you're talking to a guy who doesn't know anything. I thought that we wouldn't even be – I thought that we were fighting for a playing spot in the summertime. Uh, so it's like right now it's just like I don't even know what to expect. But um, listen, I think we're going to be a playoff team. Uh, I'd be very disappointed if we're a playoff team through a play-in. Um, you gotta you gotta lose a lot of games to do that at this point. If you're the Kings, I feel like. Um, so I think we'll be a playoff team. I don't know if we're gonna be third seed specifically, like where we are now. Um, but I do think we're gonna be a playoff team. And uh, and uh, uh, I think I because if you look at our schedule, we still have. I mean, we lost. We got smoked by the Pelicans, but we got three more games against them, and I think we can easily split that series. Uh, especially with all the injuries that they had. Off, honestly, in all honesty, like we should have, we should have been way more competitive than where we were on our on our, on our first game. Um, and you know, we have, we have some, we have some, we haven't finished our series with the Suns. We're playing them tonight. Uh, but in, in general, we have some. My point is, we have we have a fairly decent schedule to to end out the season strong. But I just don't know if we're going to hit if we're going to stay at the third seed. But I do believe we'll go in. We'll go in top six. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I think uh, you you guys didn't make any moves at the deadline, which is is a positive. I think because there's continuity. You guys understand everyone's role. There's no major changes, no big pieces that you got to fit in. So uh, I do see you know top top four, top six for you guys pretty easily. So uh, either way. I'm gonna catch you at a playoff game. That's for sure. <laughs> Let's do it, man. I mean, now, now you're out here. We gotta definitely catch some, catch some games for sure. For sure. I, yeah, I, I want to experience that uh, uh, that Sacramento playoff energy. I remember the legendary cowbells and all that at Arco mm-hmm. or Sleep Train Arena, whatever you want to call it. But yep. hopefully, they bring some of that same energy to to Golden One. Hopefully, man, it'll be awesome. Well, cool, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you for for sharing your experience watching LeBron break this record. That is probably never going to be broken again. Uh, I mean, maybe, you know, who knows, Luca, some of these other guys in, in 20 years. But uh, it's it's going to be safe for a long time. I think we can say that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's still got plenty left in the tank. So he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna just move the goalpost for sure. For sure. Cool, man. Thank you. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. That's it for our show today. Thank you to Rod for taking the time to share his experiences watching LeBron break the all-time NBA scoring record live and in person, and going down memory lane with us. I think in general, LeBron is one of the 
more divisive figures in NBA history. And I think one of the prices or costs that come with greatness is some of that divisiveness where people love to love you and of course they love to hate you because a guy like that over a 20-year career is going to break some hearts uh, both for his own fans and his opposing fans and as a Warriors fan I can admit that he definitely broke my heart along with Kyrie Irving and a couple other guys during that 2016 season and while it is fun for me to you know poke fun at some of the antics the passive-aggressive leadership or some of the other things that people might criticize him for I can honestly say that he is you know one of the greatest NBA players of all time one of the greatest basketball players of all time and he's a guy that I've had the privilege and I can call it a privilege to watch from start to again whenever he decides to end his career you know I'm 34 turning 35 this year so the Michael Jordan experience I only caught probably the second half of it, maybe even less than that. Um, Even Kobe, you know, he started his career in the late 90s, and I was still a little too young to to fully understand what I was watching. And I definitely didn't appreciate it for a long time, being a Warriors fan and a Lakers hater. Uh, But when it comes to LeBron, he's a guy whose career I can really say I watched from the beginning to, again, wherever or whenever he decides to end it, from watching him play uh, high school ball at St. Vincent St. Mary's to you know, his his various stops along the way in the NBA. And it really has been a privilege and an honor to watch this guy play. Uh, and I'm still going to have my fun. I'm still going to make my jokes on Twitter and in the group chats and all that. But I can acknowledge, of course, that I'm witnessing greatness every time this guy plays. So uh, we hope you feel the same way. Uh, and even if you hate LeBron, I hope that you can appreciate that we are witnessing history, uh, especially now. Every time he scores a bucket, every every free throw, every layup, every three-pointer, he's making more and more history. And the numbers that he's going to end up with are going to be absolutely astronomical. Regardless of whether he wins another ring or not, uh, the stats and the achievements that he's already accomplished um, are going to be very hard to beat. Maybe one day, again, somebody like a Giannis or a Luka in, in 10, 20 years from now could maybe touch some of these records, but... Like me and Rod both agreed, this is going to be a record that's safe for a very long time. We hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Please make sure to follow, like, and subscribe to the 4040 Vision podcast on all the major podcasting platforms. Make sure to follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, at 4040VisionPod. And we really appreciate you guys taking the time out to listen to us today. Peace, y'all.